This is the NWO Podcast, a.k.a. The Dub. I'm your host, Mr. X, and this is my co-host, GP. Let's talk Oilers. All right, GP. Oh, these Oilers. Fuck. What are we going to do about them? I don't know. It feels like what Zach Cassian said, there's... The writing's on the wall for them, and it's just... It's just not coming together for them. Clearly, there's... To me, the issue is... I feel like they're poorly coached. I think that is the issue. I think I think Dave Tippett has lost the room. It all starts at the top, right? If, if, if the coach... Like, for instance, Ottawa. If Dave Tippett had the room and had everybody pulling in the same direction, do you really think a team like Ottawa is going to score five goals in a third period? No. That Five is... goals in a third period, no. But this league is a very tight league, and any team could beat any other team on any given night, right? So for I... for Edmonton to lose, I, I wouldn't but... give it out of the you know out of the question. But for them to lose the way they did, yeah. And Zach Cassian, I think you know he might be even part of the problem. So I no, I actually disagree with that. I think Zach Cassian, what he said, it. I think he's I think he's a very vocal player in that room, and I think he's an important. I actually gained a lot of respect for what he does I feel like in their room and I think he's a crucial part to their room and I f- and that's why I think that he's going to stay through this as, as bad as his contract looks like I think he's I think the money's worth it to keep their room together but at the same time again like if Dave Tippett had that room they don't lose 3-1 that doesn't happen he, uh, uh, up 3-1 you, they're not going to lose that hockey game. And the, he lost the room. They come out in that third period and give up five goals. To me, that is unacceptable. And that should have been the breaking point. Yeah, but you know what? Dave Tippett, at the beginning of the year, everyone said, oh, but the power play. Oh, but the PK. No one really noticed the you know behind-the-scene numbers, the five-on-five numbers, where they weren't scoring five-on-five. And you know what? Zach Cassian is part of that. Uh, Derek Ryan is part of that. Warren Fogle is part of that, you know? They, they sure, they bang bodies sometimes, they get gritty, but you know what? In times like this, it's hockey. If you're, if my team, if your team is on a 2-12-2 losing streak, you're not saying that, are you saying that Darnell Nurse or Zach Cassian shouldn't just grab somebody and start throttling them? Come on, throw a hit. Throw some emotion. Why is the emotion coming out after the game Because for? the head person has lost the room, and when... When the when the number one leader, which is the head coach, has lost the room, it's chaos. You know, like nobody nobody's gonna play with that intensity that 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 like they're motivated and they want to be there. Nobody's gonna do that. I feel like they need a refresh. And 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 to what you said about Derek Ryan and Zach Cassian, we know like you know the player that Zach Cassian is. He's the third fourth line player. If you want to put him in a bigger role than that, and he and he and he fails. That's not on Zach that's not on Zach Cassian. That's not on him. And Derek Ryan, to me that was that's a hell of a signing as a fourth line center, but for the always to ask him to be the third line center. He's no third line center. That's Ryan McLeod's spot. But he is a hell of a fourth line center. So you know, if you're gonna ask for the five on five scoring out of those guys, yes, you'd like them to chip in, but you also have to realize the player that they are. Well, and you know what? There's a guy down in Bakersfield, Cooper Marodi. Right-handed shot. He's about the same size as Derek Ryan. Same, you know, intensity level. You know, he's lighting it up down there. He's had chemistry with Tyler Benson. 
You know, do you bring him up? Do you put him on the fourth line? Put him with Benson and maybe Cassian with some emotion. To me, there? I say no. No, this is why. Think of back to the decade of darkness with Anton Lander. Think back. The guy was similar to Cooper Marodi in the fact that he was a smaller player too. Yep. Think of the fact, quite skilled too, a little bit like Cooper Marodi is, you know? Super skilled. But Just no grit. The issue is there is that Lander was lighting it up in the AHL, but what happened every time he got a sniff with the Oilers roster? He, he wouldn't do shit all. And I think that's the same story here with Cooper Marodi. And but you got to give him a chance. You can't I know, just but say that is, but that is. And when better to give him a chance than right now when they're fucking two, twelve, and two? Who are you gonna take out though? Who are you gonna take out? Doesn't matter about. Forget about what they're making. You know, I would take out Ryan. I would take out Cassian, and I would make a fourth line of Tyler Benson, Cooper Marodi, and Brendan Perlini. Because that's you, like a scoring line, though. You that is a scoring like, line, but you know what? Though? I know, but like, where, where you need to get like some grit, some dump and chase, you know, putting guys through the glass, getting hardened on the forecheck. That's Evander Kane. I know. But, Come on down. I, I know, but you need that in the third. And Evander Kane, if he comes here, is not going to be on the if third comes fourth here, line. If he comes here, when let's say when he when comes, he comes there, there you go. But. He is going to he's going to be playing in the top six. I'm saying they need that in the bottom six. So like the Cassians of the world, the Fogels of the world, even the McLeods of the but world. But if you are bring critical, in but... Evander Kane, that pushes Fogel down. That pushes Yamamoto down, right? So if you have a third line of Fogel, McLeod, Yamamoto, Yamamoto is a back checker. He hits. He's not a big guy, but he he checks like a demon, right? Fogel bangs. McLeod is a, a fucking speed demon, right? And then you have you don't really need that banging bodies if you're getting goals. Right, as you don't need to be a tough team if you're getting goals. And you know what? If your tough guys are in your top six, like like Evander Kane, uh, you could put Zach Cassian in the top six. Uh, fucking Heim is not tough, but he bangs. Right? If you have those kind of bodies, you don't need tough guys. You guys need guys that are fast that can no, lay, I'm not lay the body. Tough. I'm not saying tough. I just think that a Perlini, Marodi, and Benson line—it's a little soft. It's soft. It is and soft. in the playoffs, you can't, you cannot have a soft fourth line. But is our problem being soft, or is our problem that, no, but that lack of scoring depth? It is right now. But I'm saying in the playoffs, then we're it all does get gonna, bigger. then we're but all going to talk keep... about in the playoffs how oh that fourth line, Marodi, Benson, like they need they need some grit. They need that third or fourth line to get in hard on the forecheck because that's what playoff hockey is. I agree that that may work for them right now in the regular season, but it's not sustainable once playoff hockey I agree. That, that's why you keep Derek Ryan. That's why you keep Zach Cassie. That's why you keep Colton Sevier because injuries are bound to happen. Players, they're going to dip, right? So let's say you keep that line of Benson, Marodi, and Perlini. But let's say Marodi slips halfway during the season. You can put Ryan in there. Let's say Benson, you know, he's a rookie. He's bound to have some slips and slides. Throw Cassie in there, you know? Against a tough team like uh, St. Louis or who else is a tough team? Maybe Boston or Philly, you know? Like, throw in Zach Cassian in there. Take out uh, whoever you got to take out, whether it be Perlini or Marodi or fucking Benson, right? And then you can throw in Cassian. You can throw in Ryan. They're going to throw in Colton Sevier. But you need to have that variety of scoring and, like you said, being tough, right? So That's going to need – they're going to need that in the playoffs. But to me – the biggest issue has been the coaching. And then I, d- I don't believe in blaming everything on the goaltending. But, but in a time like this, in a time like this, y- you need the goaltender to steal you one game 
come up with a big save when you need it, and they're not getting that either. So that's why I think it is critical that they're able to find a goaltending. Because Mike Smith, like Miko Koskinen, I'd love to have him as a backup. I think he's a terrific he backup. He just makes too much money. And Stuart Skinner, I think he needs some more time. Yeah. And then... I think Skinner could be a fine backup. He just can't right. be a starter right now. Yeah. And then Mike Smith, don't get me started on that one. That is, He's just, a good... He, last year, he played super know, well. He kept he, us in the playoffs every game. Why? But he's just too old to be sustainable. This is why I think this is the most poorly run organization in the National Hockey League. The fact of the matter is, is that... You signed for, a forty-year-old. You signed a, for two years, not like it, one year. One year, one year. I understand. He's going to be back next year. Two years to me is just like I. I physically in my brain, I can't comprehend how like unless he has a deal to retire or something idea. like that. I cannot comprehend that, and it just shows that this team needs a whole different. It starts from the top to the bottom. I think it starts with Kate selling the team. I think it starts. Bobby Bobby Nicholson has to go. That 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 it starts from there. He did not. He screwed up not once with Sorelli, but twice with Holland. This yeah. guy has not made one good decision in his role for this hockey team. In fact, everything he's done has been negative to well, this team. Well, well, well. I would argue against that a bit and say, you know what? You have to be realistic, right? You have to think that you know Cates is not selling this team, right? So you have to go to the next big thing, which is perhaps Bob Nicholson, right? Bob Nicholson. I can put he, Bob Nicholson there. Daryl Cates. Daryl, hundred percent. But he ain't going nowhere, right? He's the owner of this team right now. To sell a team is hard these days, right? Financially, right? Uh, the market's not great. But let's get real. Bob Nicholson. Can he be fired? Sure. But then you had to find someone to replace him. Is that is that hard? Maybe maybe not. Oh, man. Do, you, do you do that right now though? I don't think so. I think you that no. That's that's, that's an off season thing. But I'm I'm just saying. Right now you need a quick fix, and a quick fix is fire is the coach. A fire coach. Fire the coach, and then the goaltending that has to get that like it's like it's coaching, goaltending, and you know if you can bring in a Vander Kane, great. And then the, again, again, I want to touch. I'm, I'm we're all just touching back to issues. Like, can we talk about that Holland presser? Like, to me, that was the biggest. He might as well have not have said anything. He might as well have us all guessing because basically, everything he did was pretty much pointless. Can to I? Me. Can I get you to do your Ken Holland impression? <laughs> Please. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we'll save that guy, for later. We'll we'll save that for later. To me, I I think he like that made no sense. The guy goes up. He stands there. He stutters. He. Like, like as a fan base, how are you supposed to like have faith in that? You he know? loves his numbers four two six five two six four two. Like that, that one, yeah. that one where he's like, <laughs> where he's like seventy six, seventy seven, seventy eight, eighty one point five minus the three. That's <laughs> there your you cushion. Go. That's your cushion. Like, like where? Like, how do you as as a like from Bobby Nicholson? How do you like watch that and think like, yes, this is our GM. This is the guy leading us. I think that they look at his resume. You know. But the thing is that his resume hasn't been good since 2008. But most of that happened in yeah. a non-cap era. Exactly. And exactly. non every time, ever since a salary cap came into place, this guy has has failed miserably. Yeah, that's that's a team. He's talking about a team in Detroit where he found you know Datsuk and Zetterberg. Luckily, in like the late he late took over of the draft. a team that was already built. That it, the core yeah. was there, and it's a similar thing in Edmonton too. The core has already been here when he got here. And he has failed miserably. I'm glad he didn't trade the first round pick last year or the year prior. Because you know what? Borgo 
is a good pick. I didn't like it when they picked Actually, him, but he's a good pick. The, the thing I will give to Ken Holland... And thing, Holloway. The thing I will give is... Is I think he's drafted quite well. You can argue the Broberg for Zegras yes, situation. The, the Broberg Zegras thing. But you were saying earlier that you know Broberg was compared to Hedman. I didn't even. I forgot about that. Actually. I I seen that somewhere that Broberg was compared to Hedman. But again, I'm not gonna hate on Broberg. We haven't seen enough. The of guy him. can't even crack the lineup right now over Chris Russell. Or it looks bad game. right now. But I, I want to see. Of course, we'd all love to see Trevor Zegras here. That'd be absolutely nasty. He'd be a nice nasty. little addition to the top six, eh? Nasty. As a fucking winger? Jesus Christ. But let's see. What if Philip Robert pans out? But at the same time, what does it matter if he pans out? Because you're already paying Darnell Nurse $9.25 million for the next nine years. And what are you going to do with Broberg if McDavid's already gone? Honestly. You know? There's a guy out there that's available right now. Jacob Chickren. You know, if if the cost, you know, is Dmitry Samorkov, uh, Philip Broberg, a first round pick and a second round pick and a roster player, you do that in a heartbeat. You know, if you can send the if you can send them like just to make the money work, Cassian or you know if they want Barry, you you do that in a heartbeat to bring in Jacob Chickering. The guy can play right side. Imagine a first pairing of Chickering and Nurse, right, and then the second pairing of CC and Keith, and then you could put. Anyone on the third pairing, Bouchard and Nemo Linen, Bouchard and Russell, it doesn't fucking matter. Because you have Chickering. But Holland already said no about the first round pick right now. He so. said it right now. And he said he's not going to trade the first round pick for a rental. Chickering is not a rental. Chickering has four years left, or three years left at $4 million, $4.5 million. Right? So, I mean, hey, pull the trigger already. Because you have McDavid and Drysaddle for I don't know how much longer. Right? But well, if they can, I digress. If they, if they can right the ship back into the right direction. They have which four, they will, four which years they will. to do it. Then I don't think they're going to leave. I think this is just everybody kind of... I hope Connor panicking. doesn't leave. But I, I think Drysaddle will be an oiler for life. I can't say the same for Connor. I hope he does, right? But if Connor, he leaves, Connor, it's Toronto. But this is... This is about or the, New York, maybe. About the McDavid situation, if he leaves, I think he'll only leave for Toronto, but I think the only way that happens is if, if what happens with Austin Matthews when his contract expires before McDavid. If he goes to Phoenix. If he leaves. Because if Matthews leaves, then I think us Oilers fans have something to worry about because all, then all of a sudden... They have the room. They have the cap space to yeah. get it done. But if Matthews stays, you know, I think it's funny. Like, I think you're right. It all relies on what happens to Austin Matthews. I think it's hilarious to me. I think it's hilarious to Austin Matthews to Phoenix. But, like, as like Oilers Nation, like, we as us fans, we have to, like think that like it's maybe better to stay in toronto we're not gonna like, we're not gonna get into a Connor trade right now we'll save that for i don't know another show down the line hopefully way down the line right i don't want to piss anybody off right now right but uh let's just pretend like Connor's gonna be an older for the rest of his life right i hope please let's say let's talk about evander kane right today tomorrow hopefully the next day this situation with him and the border and him having covid crossing the border hopefully gets settled you know Personally, but I heard it's going to be suspension, though. It I should thought. be. It probably will be, right? But as long as you have him on your team, that's some hope, you know. That's a band aid, right? All you have to do is put a band aid over over your problems until he comes onto your team. Because once he's there, your top six is fucking solidified. You have McDavid, Drysaddle, Puliyarvi, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Evander Kane. That is your top six. But how do you deploy that top six? Where do you put Evander Kane, in your opinion? To me, I would go Kane, McDavid, Puliyarvi. You'd put him with you'd put Puliyarvi with, with McDavid still. 
yeah, I like I like Puliarvi and McDavid together. And then I would go. You know what? That that leaves Nuge, Hyman, and Drysaddle though. Is that a line that you really want? You know what? Maybe I would go Nuge and. I personally, I would go. Kane. McDavid. Hyman, and then Nuge, Drysaddle, Puliarvi, because I don't think McDavid likes playing with Puliarvi. And I think he does. You I think, think he, he does? does? Yeah, I think it's dry. Because why would we never see uh, dry side and Puliarvi together? I think if anything, it's dry side. Then well, right now they're playing together. Right now, uh, I I'm actually very interested to see how that line does. Like I'm quick, quick note: Puliarvi like, and dry side? I think that could be a, a very good line. I, I I like that line. I think once Nuge comes back, you put Nuge there though with with uh, dry style and Puliarvi, and then you put probably uh, you know McDavid, Nuge, and or sorry, McDavid, Hyman. And I don't know. You could put anybody else. They could put Cassie. And they could put Fogel there. You could put Yamamoto there. It doesn't really matter, right? But I would try uh, Puliyarvi with Drysdale because I feel like you know what, Drysdale has the patience for that kid, and McDavid does not. McDavid. I don't he, think Drysdale has patience. I think he does. Not see. I have Dry doesn't, Dry doesn't like, have I patience for like Matheson. With... But who does though? Matheson is a dinosaur. You want to talk about that? Sure. I mean, it's not really much to talk about. Matheson's a fucking dinosaur, and I think that you know what. To get respect, you should give respect. And sure, he's a Hockey Hall of Fame, you know, reporter. Good for him. Doesn't mean much around the same. You know what? I want to defend Drysdale really bad, but I think it's like a two-way straight in there. And they're like But the inter- in the interview, though, you know, if you listen to before what they're saying, you know, Drysdale is being provoked a little bit, right? You know, they keep beating the same drum. What do you think he's going to fucking say? He doesn't want to throw any of the players under the bus, right? He doesn't... What what do you expect him to say? Obviously, they're having a fucking rough time, right? And he's not a big, big media guy. He is one of the teams doing well. But you know what? He's still he's still a younger guy, you know? But I know he's assistant captain and he's, you know, on the hook for saying a lot and should be saying a lot. But for Matheson to go at him like that and say, why are you being pissy? Come on. <laughs> that's That's kind of a joke. <laughs> I don't wow. know. Well, let's let's get to the goaltending. Um, oh yeah, I heard. You mean so options. you you were telling me some uh, Elliot Friedman options. I actually heard uh, Elliot Friedman did say about Semyon Varlamov being Billy, on, the, on the block, right? Yeah, Billy uh, Huso out of St. Louis. Yep. Um, Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek to me is very interesting, and then also uh, Corpusalo, which I'm not a big fan of, but because right now. Like Koskinen has better you, numbers than Kovacalo. I'm here. You told you've you've got some other names also that are in in the mix. Well, these are the guys that Edmonton is going after, right? They are right now going hard after uh, Chris Drieger out of Seattle. The problem with that is that you know what the price is not high on him, but he does have COVID, right? And they need a goaltender right now. So whether it gets done after he has COVID or when he's out of pro COVID protocol. Who knows, right? I'm sure there's a deal to be done there. I'm hearing that Barry might be involved in that trade. I'm hearing that it might be Barry or a first-round pick and then the money, right? So whether it be Cassian... A first for him? Yeah, a first-round pick. Chris Drieger had good good numbers last year, you know. He's on a okay deal. And, uh, you I know... I wouldn't do it then. I, You know what? I can't say I would do it, but that's, that's what I'm hearing, you know? And to bring in Chris Drieger, you need a goalie, Right? And uh, I think the Oilers are going to get fleeced on this goalie trade, though. I do think so because I they need one so bad, and and teams know that. 
that they're desperate. So, but to give up a first round pick for Vanacek, I would do Corpusalo or Varlamov, not not Corpusalo, but Varlamov and Vanacek. Vanacek is important to note. The guy is making a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year. Yeah, like to me, that is insane value. He's a guy you can bring right onto the team. But is he you don't playing have to worry really about the well money. though, or is the team around him? The, the structure playing, you know, it, are, are they playing a good defensive structure? You could have said Which, the same thing about Cam Talbot, though, when he came from New York. I agree with you, but you know what? Edmonton had a good surrounding cast around him. Right now, this team is honestly, very, very fragile. Honestly, the last few games, I don't think this team's been horrible defensively. Like, they need a save, man. They need a save. That is the... They need a save. They need... They need you need your goaltender sometimes to be there and make a big save for you in a crucial time and right now that is not happening for him and I think Vanacek, Varlamov, one of those I prefer one of those two guys personally myself but yeah me too out of that list that you mentioned I would definitely rather have Vanacek and Varlamov but I'm not giving a first round pick for them or to be honest either Drieger too but you know what though like I was saying Chris Drieger is the guy that they're after secondary Braden Holtby. Braden Holpe is, uh, you know, playing in Dallas right now. He's on an okay contract. What is he making? Even two point five, maybe. You know, uh, if you could bring him in for a second the, round, the thing that worries me pick. with the Rolamov is I don't think Edmonton's going to be able to make that money work at five at a five million cap hit. That's why I think Vanacek, t- to me, is the best option for this team because seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You're just paying the price to get him. You, yeah, because who, you you, who are you sending back you to don't have Islanders? To, you don't have to think about the, the hurdle of making the money, money work, work yeah. and with Washington. So really, all you have to do is give up the assets, which I would hope to be maybe I would give up a second, second round and, pick 100%. And, and, and a prospect. Like a, not, not maybe like a, Olivier Rodrigue uh, and a second round pick and maybe some you Murkoff. know what I would I would do Sam Rukoff in a second for Vanacek right now if if that was on the I would do it right now I would too but then you have the problem of you know you have a lot of goaltenders you have Koskinen you would have Skinner the goes acquired. Skin goes to the minors and but you have and Rod- Rodrigue would go down to Wichita or wherever that's the too fuck bad he's man that is too bad to be honest what you do. Is you is sorry, Miko Koskinen, but if that happens, you're going on waivers. Yeah, he's gonna go yeah. on waivers, but then he's gonna go down to the minors, right? Yeah, and then he's gonna be playing with Skinner and Konovalov, and you know what? Skinner and Konovalov so then, are better goalies. So then, than him. so then, that's that's. You have three I mean, goalies there. That that, that, that ruins that ruins. I get that ruins Koskinen's. You know, it's basically ruining. It's okay. his he's career. gone at the end of the year, anyways. You know? but no, but it ruins not. his career for the future. That's where I guess his agent is gonna have to do a lot of work. That's not our problem, to, though. But again. That is not the Oilers' problem. He Euros, took the, that contract in the first place. The Oilers are trying to win. That is, the, you have to try and win. You have you to win You cannot worry about Miko Koskinen. If he has to go in the minors and be scratched every night for you to have Vanacek and Smith up here, so be it. Oh, yeah. I agree 100%, but I just don't see that happening. I feel like, you know, they're trying to find a place for Koskinen. And you know what? Where that place might be? Fucking Buffalo Sabres, man. Didn't they lose two tendies to uh, the game against Tampa? Malcolm Subban and whoever else? Oh, they did? Yeah. Right Right now they're playing on- Anders Dell or whatever the fuck his name is. And oh, Aaron Dell. Aaron Dell. And it's it's just, you know, any goalie that goes there, they want to try him out. Hey, why- Koskinen is not a bad goalie. But you know what? He's not a good fit for this team. I think that if you, no, put, no. If you put Koskinen his role, behind his the role cap- on His role on this team isn't... He's not like he's not fit for this team. His role on this team isn't fit for him. Which means that... He's playing too much. 
if he's in a if he if he's a backup in a, role, a one B to backup situation, yeah, I think he's a great goaltender. Not even he's a one B. He's got to be just a number two goalie. I think he's, he's not a one B. He was that one year, the one B. We had nine seventeen. That one year, I know, but he's never been a one B since. They basically. had Adam Larson. They had Ethan Bear. They had you know an okay you know defense core kind of thing, right? And like, but the thing now is that. The team is so fragile, and to lean on Koskinen, you can't because he's kind of glass. You, you, if you lean on glass, it's going to break, right? And you know, if you have a solid team behind you, then you know that, that glass won't break. But I think if you put Koskinen behind a solid team like the Capitals, the Pin, the uh, Pens, not that he's going there, but if he were to, he would play well. You know, he would do well. That's why I'm saying next year I think that he will get a contract somewhere because he's not a bad goalie. He's what six foot six, six foot seven. He's a big goalie, right? And he might get a chance somewhere. Hopefully, I, I think he's a he's a he's a good guy. I met him before. He's he's kind of a weird guy, but he's a good guy. You know, he's a he's a good guy in a bad situation. I feel bad for him a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I feel bad for Koskinen too. I want to see him succeed, but I feel sorry for him. Because I just want to see the team win more. You can't you can't blame a guy who's playing in a role. He's not. He was given a contract, given money. If someone comes to, come up to you and says, "Here, again, here's a hundred bucks," you're not going to take hundred bucks. That is again Bob Nicholson's problem because he signed that contract. That was Peter Shirelli's fucking big problem before. That was the biggest fucking. I know, but no, no, no. But Shirelli got fired, right? And then the, the extension happened. No, and, it happened before he got fired. Before he got fired. Yeah, yeah, right before he got fired. But apparently, like it was Nicholson who okayed it. Was it was Nicholson yeah. who okayed it. Like the, that wasn't all. That wasn't Shirelli's doing. Basically, he might have been part. He of is it. the one who gave him the contract. I'll tell you that. No, it was Bobby. It, no, Nicholson okayed that contract. But you know what? Though he said to Peter Shirelli, "You do what you got to do, Simon. If you think he's a good guy." But you know what? He ended up letting him go. Fucking a couple. I don't know. A week later, even right. So that didn't turn out well. That was kind of where it all started. That's where the problems all started. Was the Koskinen signing? Because since then we've lost two playoff rounds, right? With no wins. Did we get a win against uh, Chicago? I think we got one win against Chicago. Uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, we got swept by fucking Winnipeg. Mike Smith was a savior then, right? We couldn't score for shit. Honestly, if they just had some puck luck, like Mike Smith was playing really, really well. But, yeah, like a lot I of mean, overtime losses, but you know. They weren't destined to win. They weren't destined to go far that year. They didn't have the depth. They didn't have the goaltending. I mean, they did have the goaltending, sorry. But they didn't have the defense, the fucking forwards, you know. Like, this team was not built to win last year or the year prior. But this year, they have an okay team. Duncan Keith has played well in December. His first two months of, you know, hockey, of being an Oiler, weren't the greatest. But he's rebounded quite well. And that's kind of been hidden in the losses, you know. It's been hidden in the lack of scoring for our forwards. Uh... It's, I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm not a fan of Duncan Keith at all. I think he's a, I think he's a shitty human being, and I think he's even shittier on the ice. But, like, he has been better as of late. You but that comes into Evander Kane. It doesn't matter what they do off the ice. This is a hockey team, right? They are, they are role models, but at the end of the day, you're brought in here to win a game, right? Hopefully, you know, you're, you're given a second chance, maybe a third chance, maybe a fourth chance, you know? Evander Kane has been brought from Atlanta to Winnipeg to San Jose, you know, even Buffalo, right? Like, he hasn't really fit in many places, but this could be his spot. Look at Zach Cassian, right? His career was basically over, and then he comes to Edmonton and revives it. I mean, it's kind of over right now again, but uh, hey, you know what? Good for Zach for reviving what he did and doing what he, what he did. Yeah, do we want to get to the game preview? 
Tomorrow yeah, night. So tomorrow. Florida. Oh, you mean the butt fucking? <laughs> if you want to call it that. <laughs> Calgary beat Florida last night. You know, and uh, they're coming out with vengeance. Oh yeah, they're gonna be angry. So I expect, I fully expect us to get scored on first. If not, that's if they score first. If Oilers score first, I am gonna pour two drinks, maybe even three drinks. <laughs> And then embrace myself for what's going to happen next because, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have faith that uh, they can win that game. But you know what? Any team with Carmi David and Leon Dreisaitl, you know, you, you can't count them out. But it, it is that all-important first goal. If, I, th- if I think if they goal, get it, done. I think if they get it, honestly, it's going to take such a big, like, I think their bench can have a big sigh of relief, like, like a big deep breath that, you know, we're good. At we least got we're the up first one. score. We're up one. Let, let's keep it going. You know what? I, let's I, get I, one I, more. I, I want to, like, just get the first one. I think that is the, literally, I don't think we need to preview much about the game except just get the first goal and you give yourself, I think they give themselves a hell of a chance to win this hockey game as long as they get the first goal. Because I don't think this is a, a horrible hockey team. And the lineup they're putting out tomorrow, I don't think it's it's a horrible team. Like that's not a team that should get spanked by Florida. Florida's a hell of a team, but come on, it like, should be like a five four game, four three game. I don't think it's going to be a two one game at all. But let me let me ask you this, you know, with Florida the way they are, you know, they're they're balls deep. They got like a bunch of right shot defensemen. They got Weger. They got Ekblad. They got Dudas. They got you know they're 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 deep, right? Um, do you, they got new to Vary too, I think, right? From Columbus? Yeah, I think. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty good hockey team, right? And their forwards are running hard, right? They got Barkov going hard. They got that new guy, Anton Lundell, that draft pick. You know, he's at the third line center and he's playing good two way hockey. Sam Bennett, Sam Reinhardt, you know, that whole 2014 draft, they might as well just take everyone there, you know? They have the first three out of the four picks Ekblad, Reinhardt, Bennett, you know? And, uh, you, they're missing dry sidle. They're missing dry sidle, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, that doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, Huberto, he's on fire, right? So with them being so hot. Huberto's a stud of a he hockey is, player. He's, a stud. he's very Holy underrated. Smokes. I would love to see him and McDavid on Team Could you imagine together. if they always drafted Huberto instead of Nugent Hopkins? Yeah, but, you know, I love the Nuge. I, I, I Keep Nuge forever. Keep, keep Nuge forever. forever. And he'll be here forever. Yeah. He's like our Ryan Smith. Yeah. You know? He's I love Nuge, but, like... Huberto, oh, like, Huberto would have been uh, nice, but was Huberto the news draft? Or yeah, the... he was. Yeah, he was the news draft. That's unfortunate. That's yeah. very unfortunate. I think he went like was it third? I don't know if I'm correct. I can pull it up. But... Pull it up, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like like you said, Huberto's a star player. Super, he's an elite player, and he's very underrated. But here's my question: Here, with the Oilers playing the way they are, with their power play not fucking working with their PK not fucking working you know do you change your 5 on 5 play do you go to if you're the coach do you do you dare go to Connor and Leon and say can you guys change your game do you do you dare do that because right now it's not working what do they have to change in their game like what, what? well Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick were talking about this the other day and they said you know just putting on a bunch cut you off but Huberto was third overall 2011 yeah it went Nugent Hopkins Landeskog Huberto Adam Larson yeah yeah that's that's kind of a shame, but you know what? It is what it is, and you know what? Keep, like you said, keep Nuge forever. Yeah. But uh, like Jeff Merrick was saying, what if you strap some bungee cords to Connor, you know, and you just pull him back sometimes, pull him back, you know? Sometimes they, maybe they're just playing too too much, trying but to do too much. I've, I've 
again, and when you're losing, I mean, players that are that care a lot, like and and that are skilled like that. But they tended, don't, they don't tend- show that they care. I them. know, but their tendencies is to try and do it themselves. Like yeah, I noticed, nurse is doing it. I, ner- doing I it noticed that. Happened. I noticed that with Nurse uh, McDavid and Drysdale, a lot of times they're not. They're like they're trying to carry the puck in on their own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're not. They're not making plays in the neutral zone to get that puck up. They're they want to do it themselves. They're trying to go through. It's just that that's not gonna happen. Like this no, is it's a, minor a, it's a team. It's a team game, right? And you got to trust your teammates. And right now they don't trust their uh, teammates. Again, it goes back to the coach. It all, yeah, you're it right. It all goes back to the coach. It's work ethic. Clearly, right they don't now, trust what Dave Tippett is telling them. Nope. Or their system. They, they don't believe so in it. So they're doing it all. Them. They're trying to do it all themselves. So they it don't starts it. from Dave Tippett. And it, and and I'm sorry, but as long as Dave Tippett is behind this bench, expect more losses. Ex- yeah. Like it's it it's not going. Holland to... has never fired a coach mid season. He he has to do but it. This, this might year. be the first year. There's a first for everything. You can't just go on. You know what what happened last, or what you've done in the past, because sometimes in the past it hasn't worked. You know, Holland hasn't won anything since two thousand eight, right? That's thirteen, fourteen years going on, right? So great for him winning cups with the Red Wings, but this is now, here and now, and you have to get something done, right? So I think what you have to do is you have to bring in a new coach, whether that be. Upgrading and you know, or bringing up uh, what's his name from the minors, Marty? No, uh, the coach. Okay, Woodcroft. Jay Woodcroft. You know, but the thing is about Woodcroft is that he's doing a great job there. Do you do you take him out of that spot? Right. I don't think Holland wants to do that. Well, uh, what's his name? Uh, Manson. Can I think he can take over the 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 job there, or unless you want to bring him up with Woodcroft to Edmonton. Manson's doing great with that D, right? So I mean, you could make him the head coach. So. Or or he comes up with an Edmonton. I don't know how that's all gonna work, but again, we're not trying. Do you, do you trust Gulletson more than? Personally, I would put Jay Woodcroft. But I'm just saying, do you trust Gulletson to take over the bench? As a, on an interim basis, for yeah, just interim, a, just for the rest of the year. Rest of the year, and then you like look back and see what. Do you happened. think we can make the playoffs with Gulletson? Yeah. Yeah, me too. On an interim basis, well. but I don't think we can win the cup with Gulson. I don't, but you know what? I think this year what you want to do is go on a deep run. You want that deep run. You want that experience. We get past the first round. You want to get to the, the second conference round finals. exit. You want to get some wins in in your fucking column. You, you want know? to get to the. I think they're they like. I don't think it's gonna happen, but you want to get to the conference finals this year. I think that. that hey, when does the uh, Saskatchewan uh, University team stop playing? How? Oh, I don't know. I think. I think U Sport ends in. Um, I think it's similar. I think they're similar to the NHL. I think they end. You know why I asked that? Why? Bag Mike Mike Babcock. Hey? Mike Bab Slapcock. <laughs> Is that what Don Cherry calls him? Right. He. Oh. Hey, you know what? At this point, bring him in. Bring bring in fucking Big Bird. I don't care who you bring in, but replace this head coach because he clearly. I agree. If it's Dave Tippett or Mike Babcock, what at this Big point, Bird, I would though? say. Huh? What about Big Bird? Sure, anybody but Dave Tippett at this point. Like, I do not care who's behind the bench. Just anybody else but Dave Tippett. So they have that term ABC, anybody but Calgary. So this term, anybody but Tippett, eh? Yeah. ABD, anybody but Dave. (laughs) Right? Unless he wants to bring back that porn star mustache and go hard and, you know, change his systems, then I don't really see that, you know, see him being the answer here. And if Holland, you know, believes this, then that's going to cost him his job. The way that Tippett performs is linked to Holland's job. I don't know if he realizes that or not. I'm sure he does. He's not an idiot, right? The guy preaches patience, but you know what, though? 
if he keeps being patient, he might be dead before the Oilers get a win. You know, <laughs> Ken Holland is an old guy, right? How many years do you, does he have left, right? I think, what was it, a five-year contract? I think I'm saying in his life himself. He's an old, <laughs> mother, he's an old motherfucker. So I, if he wants the Oilers to get a win, he better fire that coach. Because they, you're right, they're not listening to him. And at the beginning of the season, it was covered up by power plays, by PK, well, you know, like by the Ws. When your PK is close to 90% and you're scoring 50, and you're 50% on the power play, it's hard to lose a game. It's it hard is. to lose. But, but That's not sustainable. Exactly. But right now, you have no PP. You have no PK. You have no 5-on-5. Five five. You know, against Ottawa, no they, got some, they got some depth scoring against Ottawa. But again, that's the 30th place team in the league, you know? You should be scoring on against those guys. So I wouldn't count that as much anything, right? But I don't know. Let's just say that uh, let's hope and pray that the answers to this team are a coaching fire, right? Goaltending. Uh, Goaltending. So you know what? If they can bring in Mike Smith, or sorry, if they can bring in Braden Holpe, if they can bring in, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Vanacek. Vanacek or uh, Drieger. Chris yeah. Drieger, right? I feel, I believe that's the guy they're really truly after, and it's it's a lot of Evander Kane too. We'll see how that situation. I think that just completes completes the forward core. Yeah, if you could bring in Evander Kane, that completes the uh, top six. The bottom six, you got to bring up Cooper Marody. The guy's lighting it up down there. You know, it's. I'm I'm open I'm open to trying him, like you said. Give him a give him more of an NHL look, like higher a higher sample but i again i think it's similar to an like i said earlier an anton lander situation but um it it, it it's tough it's tough there you never it's, know it's tough to put it on his shoulders right and then expect a kid to come up and like you know fix the bottom six but i'm not saying he's gonna fix the bottom six i want him to come up and just you know have play your role do what you're doing down there play hard you know score a little bit Add some, add some uh, scoring depth, you know? Because I, I do believe that Benson and Rody had good chemistry. You put Perlini on that line, the guy can score a fucking goal, you know? You add Evander Kane to that top six, that pushes Fogel down, that pushes Yamamoto down, right? That third line becomes Fogel, uh, Fogel McLeod, Yamamoto. That's a great third line, you know? That's a great four-second line, great two-way hockey. The, the, the defense, it's hard to fix that defense. Unless they go and they get Chickering, that's a tough defense. Like, I think the defense will fix from within, and I think that's Ken Holland's plan is to is to fix it from within, which I believe it can because that's a lot of good young defensemen that are in that in the Oilers system right now. So I would I would I would do you, so I yeah would, the defense would, you fix within because Niemelainen I think he's going down for a stint. You bring him back up, he brings what you need. You know he'll he'll go out there and he'll hit somebody. You need him right now to come in and you know play and hit somebody and make make some fucking emotion happen. You know, as emotion of the game. You know, That's what you in, need. In the future, I think on the left side they're gonna look really really good. But again, you, you gotta wait on the. Um, I think the right side they'll have to make some moves in the future. There, I but. think Barry's all but gone. You know, I, I think, think Broberg. If you're gonna play him, you can play him right side on the third pairing just to bring him in. Right, but I think for today that's all all, all we got. So yeah, that's all we got. Pray uh, for a tippet firing, hashtag fire tippet, fire Nicholson, fire Holland, fire Spectre, fire Matheson. Oh yeah, just get a hold just new yeah, just, you know what? Just change everything. Overhaul, just complete overhaul. overhaul. From the yeah. media to the management, everything brand new. We can all pray for that as Oilers fans. 
All and, right, bud. Cheers to uh, here's to a new coach. Here's to Evander Kane. Here is to a new goalie. Hopefully, again, fingers crossed again. But no, I guarantee you, they will have a new goalie. One hundred percent, one hundred ten percent by the trade deadline. Remember, this guy Holland. He preaches patience. He will wait till the very last minute to make a trade, right? So I would wait. It might even be on the deadline, right? You know how on deadline at 2 o'clock is the deadline and, you know, you hear trades filtering in afterwards? Yeah. That'll be an Oilers goalie. I guarantee you. It might be a big trade. It might be a small trade. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Cheers. All right, guys. Take care. Uh, we'll see you guys next episode on the uh, dub. I'm your host, Mr. X. GP. Logging off. Uh, take it easy.